You're listening to a message from Heritage Christian Fellowship in San Clemente, California. For more information, go to heritagesc.org. Uh, there were these rumors of this guy who was, who was playing basketball, and they said he's going to be the greatest basketball player of all time, even when he was in high school. And, and, and when you heard about it, you just couldn't wait to see what was he going to do. What, what, how would he revolutionize the game? What, would, he, would he win championships? Would he be as great as people said? And they called him the king for a reason. I mean, he probably is one of the greatest basketball players to ever live. And it was amazing to watch because it was just one of those things that you watched in anticipation, right? How much more so with Jesus' life? I mean, it's just a basketball player, but how much more so in Jesus' life? You see, Jesus is so amazing that really there's no words that can articulate it. I mean, words just don't do justice to what Jesus' life was. And I think my hope for you guys today and and for us as a church is that we're just captivated by Jesus. That that after Christmas, we have this baby, but then we just turn and like, what's he going to do? What's his life going to be like? And I hope we're a church that constantly keeps coming back to it more and more. And hopefully we're just falling in love with Jesus. Um. There's this interesting passage. This is our passage for today. John 21. It's the very last verse of the Gospels. If you have your Bibles, you can open to John chapter 21. And I just thought it's this cool capstone to like, after John writes this, this amazing Gospel, kind of from a different angle, um, and, and this is what he writes. Follow along, listen on the screen. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. And what an interesting verse. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a fascinating thing. And, and on one hand, I kind of want to say like, well, it's a bit of an exaggeration, right? I mean, if you wrote down every single thing that Jesus did, like, we have terabytes now. Like, I mean, there's just so much data we can hold. But... I think what, what John's getting at is that Jesus' life was amazing. I mean, it was so amazing. And in fact, what was written down was probably like 1% of Jesus' life. And 40% or so of our Gospels are just the final week of Jesus' life. We know very little about his childhood. We know very little about his home life. What kind of baby was he? Was he colicky? Did he cry? Like, we, we don't know that. I mean, we just have this little snapshot of three years of his life, and it's just absolutely amazing. And I think part of this, like, as it goes to the end of of John, I think he's telling us, like, on one hand, go back. Like, you should reread this again. It's kind of like, like, keep going back. I mean, that was kind of the intention, was that we're just going to keep studying who Jesus is, so reread it, listen again, and follow along. But Jesus' life... Is so amazing. Now, one thing I want to point out. I, uh, Jesus did many other things as well. This does not mean that the gospel count 
that we have is insufficient in any way. It doesn't mean it's insufficient. It just means that what is written is even more powerful. What, what was written is even more powerful. And when you go and you read the story and you just take time to just open it up and just listen to the words, like I said, you will be captivated. Group participation, home group style. Okay, tell somebody around you, what would you say about Jesus? How would you describe Jesus? And what is your favorite story from Jesus' life? Everybody tell somebody around you. Go. All right, don't, don't tell the whole story, just which one. Uh, all right, shout, shout a couple out. What's one from this section. What's favorite favorite Jesus story? Water into wine. Oh, that's yeah, a lot of... A lot of fans of the one here. Uh, this section, favorite Jesus story. Somebody. Dirt into eyeballs. What? Oh, yeah, the, the dirt into the eyeballs. And he spits and, yeah, interesting. Uh, favorite Jesus story? Woman at the well. Woman at the well. You, you said one. Go ahead. What was it? Oh, yeah, curing the leopard. Okay, that section, favorite Jesus story? Ooh. Raising Lazarus from the dead. Yes. Awesome. Okay, this section. Anybody? Go ahead. Somebody throw. Feeding the 5,000. It's awesome. What's yours? Amen. You know, out of the mouth of children, right? That was awesome. I can be closed in prayer now. Um, let me tell you what captivates me, and I hope I, I can maybe sell you a little bit on paying more attention to this life of Jesus. Um, the first thing is his wisdom. I, I'm, I'm baffled by how Jesus responds. Um, he, he's on the road. Uh, to, he's, going, he's headed towards Jerusalem. He's going to go to the cross. And on the way, the, the, the teachers of the law and the elders, they come to him and they ask him a question. What, what, what gives you all this authority? And, and there's just many ways that he could probably have answered. Every time I think like Jesus would answer a certain way, he just, he just blows your mind. And he asks them a question. And he asks them a question. And then if you know the story, they, they, they talk amongst themselves and they're like, we better not say anything. And he's like, fine, I'm not going to tell you either. I mean, it was just so wise. Um, when the uh, woman who's caught in adultery may or may not be uh, something that kind of got added to our Bibles a little bit later. But it, it's such an interesting story, right? There's people around and, and the law would, would say that she should be stoned for, for what she did. And what does he do? Um, you know, teacher, what do you say? They ask him. And takes some time, you know, goes down, uh, bent down, started to write something in the ground. Who knows what that was? And uh, oh, if, if your phone goes off in church, you have to bring pizza for everybody next week. Okay? What does he say? Let any one of you who is without sin be the first one to throw a stone at her. That's amazing. That's so wise. I just can't fathom, you know, that he would, I don't know. How, how about his teaching? Uh, Jesus, one of the things Jesus did most, it was his custom. He would go into every, every part and he would teach. He was a big time teacher. I'm a fan of teachers. The Sermon on the Mount. Anybody a fan of the Sermon on the Mount? 
oh, so good. Matthew 5 to 7, uh, it's probably a collection of Jesus' teachings. You should go just spend a year of your life just reading the Sermon on the Mount. Be worth it. How about the parables? All the great stories. Any, any favorite parables? Who wants to shout one out? Mustard seed. Mustard seed. Great one. Okay, this is, there's so many. There's so many. How about Jesus' compassion? Jesus was so compassionate, and he just showed so much care for people. Um, how, about, how about in Matthew 8 when the Roman centurion, here's the, the, the face of one of the, the leaders of the army that is capturing his hometown, and yet he has compassion on him, and he, and he heals his servant. Um, how, about, how about Zacchaeus? He's a tax collector, a chief tax collector, and tax collectors were the people that they took money from, from the Jews and gave it to their, uh, the, the Romans, and Whatever they would take, they got to keep a percentage of. They were the biggest traitors and just disliked so much. And he was short. (laughs) Hooray for short people. And what does he do? He goes and he eats at his home and he takes and he he cares for him. Uh, Who said the woman at the well as their favorite story? What compassion Jesus has. Samaritans were, were half-breeds. They were not looked on, not only just breaking the cultural boundary between men and women, and he cares for her, and he offers her a real drink, the drink of everlasting life. How about his leadership? Jesus led so well. I mean, gosh, where, where are the leaders that are like Jesus says? What does he say? The Son of Man did not come to serve, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Something I tell my boys all the time, if you want to be a leader, you need to be a servant, right? This is an important thing. Our leaders should be servants, people that care. And this is in the midst of, of this is his response when, when his disciples are like, hey, we know that because of your birth and your life, you're pretty special and you're going to be a king one day. Can we be in the court? Can we sit at your right? Can we sit at your left? Like they wanted to have power. They saw him as a leverage for themselves. And what does he tell them? No. Serve. Be a slave. Fascinating. How about just his majesty? Just his impressiveness. His royal power. Um, the transfiguration is such a powerful story. It comes in Mark chapter 9. You find it in a couple other places where where. He's seen in glory. He gets before the presence of God and his clothes become dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. Um, and, and the miracles. Who said spitting dirt? Here it is, Mark chapter eight. He spit on the man's eyes. And he, and he like, what? So interesting. I mean, there's so much to unpack there. I mean, doesn't anyone wonder, like, why did Jesus spit? Why not just say you're healed? Why not? Like, that's awkward. Like, for he didn't know about COVID then. <laughs> he don't spit anymore. Um, that was a terrible joke. I apologize. Uh, how about Jesus' obedience? I mean, what obedience? I love the fact that, gosh, I mean, you want to talk about a prayer request that wasn't answered. My father, if it is not possible, 
or for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. May your will be done. How rad is that, that our own Savior, it's recorded that he goes to the cross and is like, dude, I don't want to do this right now. If there's any other way. And yet, God, your will be done. Right? How did he teach us to pray? Your will be done. And how about just the fact that he rose from the grave? How about the fact that, that Thomas goes to him in John 20 and says, and, and he's talking to his disciples and they're telling him, Jesus is alive and we see him. He says, unless I see the nail marks in his hands, I want to put my finger where the nails were. I'm not going to believe you. To which I would say, that is a very reasonable response. That's very reasonable. And then a week later, what does he do? He shows up. Peace be with you. Go ahead. Put your finger right here. See my hands. Rad. I mean, just that that's, this is something we believe in. We believe this really happened. What kind of life is that? I was, me and my wife were talking the other day. We should be preaching resurrection regularly. All of us, right? To our friends, to, we should live as resurrected people, right? Not fear of death. Like, dude, we're going to spend eternity together. Resurrected, that's rad. Okay, a lot of implications there. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books in them. I, I think there was one other element as I like, was thinking about this passage more and more. Jesus did many other things as well. Jesus is doing many other things as well. I think that's another thing that we need to celebrate all the time of this birth that came that changed the world but is changing your life and my life. You couldn't write everything down. On one hand, I was like, oh, no, you could write it all down. No, you can't write it all down. Why? Because there's another story in your life. There's another story in your neighbor's life, the person sitting next to you. Jesus is constantly doing more and more and more, and he's continuing to work because he's alive and he is reigning in heaven. He is ruling, and he's going to come back. So what? What do we do with all this? Well, just a couple implications. I'm, hopefully, I'm just pointing out the obvious. First thing is just, I think we should study him. You should really study him. It would be really important just to study him. Okay? The Bible is intended to be studied as a lifetime, like a lifetime of meditation. It's not something to figure out. It's something that we constantly keep coming back to. And it's hard. It's written, it, it's, it was written for you, but it wasn't written to you. It was written in another language, another time, another people. A lot of, there's some barriers to entry. But we study him and we do it together in community, okay? So let's just study him little by little. Let's follow him. Let's actually do what he says. <laughs> let's listen, okay? How about we just adore him? I was thinking of like, how much do I really adore God and, and adore Jesus? And I think I do on one level, but just spending time to adore him. And, and I, I'm kind of a callous person and not very compassionate. My kids don't come to me when they cry. Um, but I realized like, I was at our Christmas Eve service, 
uh, that was my, my beautiful bride, my wife, who was in this lift, and she was up there, and the light was shining on her, and she just looked gorgeous, and she was reading scripture, my two favorite things, and, and I, I was just captivated. I was just, I was just adoring her. I, seriously, I was just, I fell in love again. I was, I was just adoring her. To do that to Jesus, you know, do we just look at him and just be like, wow, like, you're awesome. And be devoted to him. Be devoted to him. So important. Okay, let's get a little bit more practical. How do we do this? How do we do all these things? A couple things. Read the Gospels. Read them in community. Read the Gospels. Read them in community. I've spent hours and hours and hours and hours just in the Gospel of Mark. Read it. Read, read, read a chapter at a time. Sit down and just take a day and read. Take two hours and read the whole book. It's worth it. Never, it, it shouldn't get old to you. It's, it's absolutely, try to apply. Try to apply. I think this is the best thing about faith. If you're going to put your faith and trust in Jesus, that is not just a thought thing. That is not just a prayer that you say. It is, to, it is action. It is actually trying to take it. So if Jesus says, trust me, I've got your back, don't worry, when it's real easy to worry, then you need to try. Okay, Jesus, you say you got everything figured out. I'm going to trust you right now. I hope you show up. That's, you know, if Jesus says to forgive, to forgive, how many times do we forgive? Which means endlessly, endlessly, okay? Forgive them, they know not what they do, okay? If people have wronged you and hurt you, it is so hard to forgive. I tell this to my boys all the time. They want to freaking punch each other in the face. I'm like, which one of you is going to forgive the other person first? It is really, really hard. It's really, really hard. You should try it. Try to apply it. Try to apply it. Um, oh, I headed too far. Last one. How do we adore Jesus? We worship. All right? This is what we get together every week to do just to remind ourselves, hey, the world's crazy out there, right? But hey, we're a part of this kingdom. We follow this guy. Remember his birth? Remember his life? Oh, he's so worth it. He's so worth it. Hey, we should sing a song. And let's just sing together. Let's just worship. And let's just praise him. And let's just remind ourselves through the lyrics, through seeing each other sing and praise, that we're a community that is a, is a part of a different kingdom, and that something else is going on, and Jesus is just doing work in our lives, and we just love him. And every Sunday, let's get together. Let's do it again next week. Let's just come and be like, hey, remember how awesome Jesus is? Let's do that again. Let's just sing. Let's worship. And we're going to do that right now. Cool? Let me pray for you. We're going to worship, and then I'm going to come up and give a blessing at the very end. God, we're just blown away that uh, you would come and show us who you are. And uh, yeah, we, we worship you and we worship your son. We worship Jesus. And we just want to have a fresh vision of who he is, of, of, that, of what it's like to see him on the throne. And uh, we just want to praise you. You're worthy of all of our praise. Jesus, you are good. We love you. 
Holy Spirit, move in our hearts to love Jesus more today. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you tune in next week. For more information, go to heritagesc.org.